I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 615, Save Yourselves, which uh, has never been a more appropriate title than now. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to clarify it's a film title. I'm not just making a recommendation. So, right. Uh, let's go around the very brief virtual table uh, to introduce ourselves. This is Kevin. This is Tom. Joe's out sick. Well, he's not sick. His his kid is sick. We're recording this on Sunday, the day after Halloween. She's throwing up. No relation to Halloween candy. You would be a fool and a communist to think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, don't even... Why would you even insinuate that? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Kids so, don't like candy, and, and uh, he's like, she's had three pieces. I'm like, that you've seen. Right. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You've been a parent long enough to know how this works. He's Joe. He knows how this works. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, before we dig in, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find us if you don't. I think we're on Spreaker now. Oh, we are on Spreaker now, but are we still on Zoom? Uh, oh. That's the big question. Let me check my Zoom. It's in this drawer here. I'm sure it still has battery life. <laughs> so, uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the group, or like the page, join the group, and you can also help us out. One of the easiest, simplest cheapest things you can do to help us out is just share an episode with friends people who were kind enough to share an episode this week uh chris valls gabriel lugo chris sanders daniel hill chris williams librarian cynthia aaron marlowe tammy sherman powers travis t travis t witt julianne jordan heather Sachs, ralph tribble carl clarkson jd duran from in session film the movie journey podcast mike and mike and oscar ronnie castle colby mack matt naglia binge movies Chris from Chris's Movie Corner, Ryan. T oh nope, sorry. Ooh, sorry, Brad. That was Hyen, a test. <laughs> Brad Hyen would have been so upset. Could you I imagine? Yes. Oh my goodness. So, uh, uh, four is a crowd. James from Geek to Me Radio, Aaron White from Feeling Film, and Invasion of the Remake. So, thank you so much, guys, for sharing the episodes. We greatly appreciate it. And one last way you could help us out if you uh, have a little uh, extra money in your portfolio, you can. Go to patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks you can get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out, and that's greatly appreciated. Helps us buy equipment and things like that. Well, uh, if you're a ta I mean, if you're a tax paying U.S. citizen, you got that stimulus check, so why you wouldn't you yeah, have they that? They rushed that you extra. one right before the election, so you should be good to go there. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, uh, Joe just uh, put out a new uh, episode for the Patreon, a Patreon exclusive with 
learn from KC95, which is a station in town, but a, a legendary rock station in the in the country. And they were talking about the crow. Kaka. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm and I was like waiting for one to be about Tom Servo. But no, they decided to start with the crow. And uh, then Gypsy, then Cambot. So, hmm. anyway, there's all that. I guess uh, you and I will will dig in to uh, to the movie du jour, which is Save Yourselves. I had never heard of this movie until you were like, "Let's do this one," and I'm like, "Okay." Uh, you know, it's it's so interesting, and in, in the time we're living, I mean, I guess interesting is the word for it. But the theatrical release schedule is so weird. As in, they th- they throw out a couple things here and there in theaters for the ones that are open, but not many. And then there's a lot of movies that are destined for theaters that they decided to try to make some dough on VOD and do that whole thing, like Bill and Ted, and that. Uh, this is a movie that was at a film festival. It might have been Sundance, I think. Yeah, it was at Sundance. And Okay, and then uh, it got picked up, and so it was supposed to be, you know, this year theatrically released, and it was also funded by Legion M, so that's the one that's uh, financed by the fans, so you chip in money and you actually become a producer uh, type of deal. So uh, it's like Kickstarter, but just for films. uh, Well, if it's funded by fans, that explains uh, how large the cast is and (laughs) how many sets they have. And right. <laughs> the level of special effects. <laughs> um, but they're the ones that did Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Okay. Uh, Legion M produced that one yeah. uh, to get that made. And uh, Stan Lee documentary. There's a really good alien uh, fil- documentary type film. Uh, so Legion M's been, I think this is like their fifth round of funding now. So okay. they've done quite a few films. But anyway, so this was supposed to be theatrical. Well, I will say it. It's interesting when you say it's it's like their their fifth or sixth one. Like when you mm-hmm. list off the other ones, this sounds like the first property that doesn't have uh, a built in fan base, right? Like the documentaries are like, oh, I like St- Stan Lee, I'll watch this Stan Lee documentary. Right, oh, right. I like Kevin Smith, I'll throw twenty bucks at this Jay and Silent Bob reboot thing. Or this seems like the first one that's just a completely standalone property. Like there's no, there you know the IP is brand new. There are no. Uh, the actors, that, with all due respect, aren't names that yeah. I think people would know or have right. a huge fan base of their own unless there's just something I completely missed, which I'm 50 now. That could be. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, like, it's it's interesting that they're branching out and taking risks on things that aren't uh, kind of known quantities. Sure. And so I will say it. I, I looked it up because I didn't want to give the wrong info. I didn't list them, but there are a few other ones. So it's not just those. Those are the ones that stood out, of course. Because gotcha. They're, they're related because to of those reasons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they did Tolkien, the Nick Nicholas Stahl. Okay. Uh, but film still, where... people like Tolkien, right? Like oh, that. Oh, that's true. It's based yeah. on a. Right, right, okay. Uh, Mandy, that crazy Nicholas Cage movie. Now that's okay. original for sure. Yeah, I have uh, not seen that. I, I okay. bought it when it was on sale for like five bucks, but I've not watched it yet. Gotcha. And they uh, they did um, is Colossal the one with yeah uh, with Anne Hathaway. Did you ever hear that one? Colossal. No, but I will also say they managed to get at least names for that. You yeah. know, I mean, people know Nicolas Cage. People obviously know Anne Hathaway. Where right? Where the biggest name in this one is Amy Sedaris. Right. And right. For like four minutes. Right. You know? And so there's there's a couple other ones. I think the biggest. Uh, the only other real big one that has been recent was uh, there was one with uh, one of the Doctor Who guys, uh, Bad Samaritan, uh, okay. which was who is which one is that? Uh, is it David Tennant? I think, um, and that was one that uh, J- I think you may have mentioned the show share James Enstall from Geek to Me Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was talking it up a lot online. I never saw it, but he had seen it, and I think he may have even hosted the Legion M screening in town. Like they'll get do get-togethers for the local members that support the movies to okay. go watch them on the big screen, yeah, yeah. and he he really enjoyed it. So I think it was one of those like kind of down and dirty little thrillers. It reminded me of like I think it was like a Taken type kind of type of film the feel of it at least so anyway maybe check that out but uh legion m has made a little name for themselves and i know they sponsored the malton on movies podcast so they're always talking about them uh and so yeah and um, i will say even though i was kind of teasing this movie because of its (laughs) you know lack of sets and special effects like i i mean i could tell making it that it that they didn't have tons of money but i also it didn't feel it didn't feel cheap or like not professionally made. No. If, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, it, you know, you could tell that they had to do certain things, you know, limit the number of sets or, yeah. you know, I think their their creature choice, which we get, get into, sure. was 
you know, that was a, an inexpensive way to do that. But it also worked for the quirky nature of yeah. the film. Like it, they worked within their constraints very well. Yeah, totally. So like I, 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 I at no point was I like rolling my eyes at it. I, but, no. but as a film reviewer, I'm like, I, I can kind of see why they've made some of the choices they've made, but the cho- mm-hmm. choices still worked within the narrative of the story. For Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I didn't know much about this either other than hearing it was picked up at Sundance. And uh, I, you know, from the poster, from the couple clips that I saw going online, I, I just knew it would be something I'd like. I like those quirky little indie movies. Yeah. And uh, I think I nailed it for myself, at least. I'm like, okay, this is a delightful movie. Uh, it, you know, I mean, just to get into the plot of it, uh, the movie starts right off saying that the world has been lost. And so you're like, okay. And you, the main characters that you were talking about earlier, they're this couple and they're like a millennial they're like a hipster couple yeah yeah like like early 30s uh and i take it that they're not like he i don't think is employed am i right like he doesn't have a job that i know of because she's kind of like what do you what do you do you know like what are you he's got bitcoin or something uh so i think he's he's trying to like he's trying to make money on these new age type ways without having like a real job. Uh, and she is an assistant to somebody. I think yeah, she's, she's like a like, personal assistant to somebody yeah. who you only ever really kind of get the vibe from when she, she's on the phone, but somebody seems like a real bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, they're just trying to make it and, uh, they're, they're hipster. Like you said, like he's trying to make bread and, and do all these new agey type things. And you can just tell that they're one of these more new age couples. Um, but the, the main the gist of this movie, the the commentary on this movie is clearly supposed to be a social commentary on people being more involved in technology and their phones. And I mean, it's a very relevant film yeah. and story because it's so relatable. I think we can all relate to it, even even if it's not to so much of an extent at all times. But uh, I mean, it's a very relatable film. And the fact that uh, I thought it was very funny when they're on the couch and they're starting to make out and then they start getting phone alerts yeah (laughs) and they go from about to they're about to get it on and then she gets or he looks at the phone and then she starts scrolling facebook or whatever is like so and so had a baby (laughs) and then they just go (laughs) it's funny because i I thought it was going to go where like she was going to get mad at him like they were about to have sex and then he gets distracted by her phone but then she also gets distracted by her phone and they're both just like yeah this is fine yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and so it's so funny because I mean I ca- I can't necessarily say that I've been in that particular situation. I mean, come on, you got to have your priorities. <laughs> but there are still obviously we've all done that thing where we're scrolling on our phones and we're in the same room, sure, and or you check a message whether you're out at dinner or something, and you don't you shouldn't sit on your phone at dinner, but you get a message and you have to respond to it and then the other person might do it and then all of a there's sudden there's a lull realize- in the conversation you kind of reach for your phone yeah so totally i will also say this about this movie like i i it like it handles their relationship masterfully in that um you see a scene like that but like you also know that like these two love each other like you never mm-hmm. like in a in another movie i think that would be like shorthand for this relationship is in danger and it never plays like that. It it always no. plays just like they've reached the point of the relationship where the hot and heavy is maybe over, but they still care for each other. And yeah. and even when they have their arguments in the movie, you it never feels like an argument where it's like, oh, now here's the part where they break up oh, and then they'll yeah. have to get back together. It's just a couple like not agreeing on something, and then that calms down. And they kind, of, but like I said, you always you always know that these two are on each other's side. Yeah, it's it's I agree a hundred percent. What I thought was so refreshing about it was it did not fall into those tropes. And then they are very likable and very charismatic. So you've got uh, Sunita Mani and John Paul Reynolds are the two uh, actors that play uh, Sue and Jack. And they their chemistry is really good. They have a really I mean they it was believable their yeah. their relationship. You really did feel that like you said all the time that they cared about one another and. And I also do like that that the movie didn't go down that path of, you know, these issues are ones that are not, these are not the type of movie uh, tropes that are like, oh, you did something bad, now I'm going to break up with you. The One person isn't cheating on the other one. Yeah. Or, you know, one person isn't too in their work so that they 
the other one feels neglected. It's never like that. And uh, I think that is why it's so relatable. Like you said, when they get into fights, you're like, I've had that argument. Or, you know, they're they're very realistic feeling. You know, um, this was written and directed uh, by two people. They're both uh, Alex Houston Fisher and Eleanor Wilson are the writer and directors of the film. And kudos to them for writing such a believable script. I mean, for the few people that are involved in this film, it's really, I mean, the writer and directors and these these two are the main crux of probably 85% of what you see on the screen. Yeah, there's and a couple there's a couple, you know, different scenes in the like locations and extra people in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the movie, but basically like once they decide to go to the cabin and and stay at the cabin, I mean it I mean it's basically them in this cabin for like you said 80 85% of the film. Yeah, and so they they end up going to a wedding. Uh, that's that's the distraction on the couch when they were getting about to get it on. Is the the one of the I guess the groom to be or the groom is uh, texting him, and and uh, so they go to the wedding and they end up running into Rafe, who's like an old friend they haven't seen in a while, and uh, he ends up telling. I guess he ends up telling them to that it would be good for them to disconnect and get away, and he lets them use their family cabin. Is that? Yeah, he has a cabin like uh, I I took it as like upstate New York, and so yeah. the you know he they can stay there for a week, and so they decide to use this as as a a, a way to disconnect, and that they're not they're gonna turn off their phones, and they're gonna um just not and just engage with each other and nature for a week solid, and um it kind of similar to was it was it Jake Gyllenhaal that like. He did something like that, and then, like, while where he was, like, in the desert for a month, and, like, when he kind of came back up for air, it was post-COVID. Like, it was, was like, the end of March. And so when he went in, the world was normal. And when he came out, everybody was, like, couldn't find toilet paper, and we were all going to die, and we're wearing a face mask. (laughs) And he was just like, what the holy hell happened? (laughs) Well, I mean, geez, well, that is really uh, relevant. I mean, this this being... You know the time that we live in, and with that having happened, uh, you know all it was this. Jared stuff is, Leto, I think. Actually. Oh well, sorry. There you go. So that's, My apologies yeah. to Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you know what? When you said that, I was thinking it was Leto. He's one of those that would go out to the desert for a totally. month, and you know, yeah. So all this stuff is happening around them. And and have you seen the movie Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? Yeah, I've, I've uh, a couple times actually. I just watched it like two weeks ago with my oh, stepdaughter. Isn't that a great movie? It is. It's a lot of I, fun. I love it. And so they're basically in a horror movie and they don't know it. Right. And, they and then, fall into not all- only are they in a horror movie and don't know it, they're the villains and don't right. know it. That's the, <laughs> yeah. The if you've never seen Tucker and Dale versus evil, it's Alan Tudyk. And is it the guy from what was that TV show? He was on Reaper seen? and he was on yeah. uh, Invasion, uh, the the big sci-fi show that was supposed to be like the alien version of Lost. Uh, okay. Which is actually pretty good, but they they just they got a little too meandering with their storyline. But uh, uh, but he's popped up in quite a few. Th- he's one of those actors, uh, Tyler. It's Tyler Hochin. No, no. I'll look it up. Yeah. We got the old may as well since I got to the, the Google's but, the Google uh, box here. Uh, Tyler Labine. Tyler Labine. Yeah, and so uh, to me, especially when he was younger, he reminded me of like he would be the little brother of. Donald Logue, Donald Logue, oh. however you say, it. and <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but yeah, he was one of those actors who like, who's popped up on like some things that were supposed to be big and just didn't quite click for whatever reason. Like, yeah. you know, where he's always great. It's just he ends up in a lot of things that just don't quite get over the hump and become a big deal. Yeah, well, uh, that was such a great movie. And if actually last Halloween, and I believe we had Ryan Terry on for that one, I think my choice, horror comedies, it was yeah. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. So uh, watch that movie if you haven't seen it seriously. Even though Halloween's over, it doesn't matter. But they are trapped in a horror movie with teens going to the cabin for a weekend, and they are the killers and don't know it. It's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So this movie does a lot of that stuff where – Things are happening in the background, and the main characters don't see it. They don't know what's going on. But it's also a very—I mean, it's—it's it's also following along with the whole premise of the film, with the distractions and all that, with them being on their phones. What's funny and ironic is that they turn their phones off. They record their little message, like together, saying that they're signing off. Don't try to contact us. If you email us, it doesn't matter. And they turn their phones off. 
and then they try to connect with nature, but while they're connecting with nature, they're not seeing all the stuff going around them. Right. So I, I found it very funny and ironic that it happened in that. Well, order. it's also funny because it's like they <laughs> they like the idea of connecting with nature, but they don't actually like nature. And like, no, it, and it's funny because it's like I related to this guy quite a bit because like with the exception of the hipster aspect, like, yeah, like I'm this guy like I don't want to. But except I, I don't. I know that I don't want to be a part of nature, right? Like, right. I like being – I'm very <laughs> indoorsy. And yeah. so, I like, I'm totally cool with that. But some people, like, they really struggle with that because they feel like, well, you're better if you're this other thing. And, and I, I have also thought uh, at various points in my life, man, if if society ever collapses, I am six kinds of screwed. <laughs> I have no real skills or talents that will serve – any purpose in in that brave new world i would be as good as ted <laughs> so they they go to the cabin and i mean this movie is like we mentioned earlier it's a very quirky funny little indie comedy she uh sue ends up when they get there she has a journal and she has written lists from the internet on right. it so like just he's, little things like that. and he's appalled by this he's you know i love when the line where he's just like well you brought the internet with you yeah like, you just wrote it down <laughs> so little things like that to where they're disconnecting but she's like still trying to find crutches and as basic as that sounds but they're like internet lists that she hand wrote she's like i hand wrote them all so that doesn't count uh but they they so they get to this cabin and they're they're trying to connect but like i said things are happening all around in the background so when they're on the way to the cabin i think you see you see the alien spaceships like right. crashing down to the earth uh when when you get there uh they go out to a lake and they're she's like got this meditation technique or something and she's like just close your eyes and connect with nature and then in the background i is it rafe or is it another random It's a different, that, it's a random guy. Rafe okay. shows up later, a little later. Because yeah. I knew he was, like, dead. I didn't know if maybe he was supposed to be getting attacked, and then you see him, like, limping later, you know, to yeah, them. Yeah, because this but, guy okay. didn't have a beard. He had, like, white hair. And, it, was, and I think you see two different people talking to him in the cabin, right? Like, he's hallucinating or seeing yeah. some, and it's probably the other guy then. You just you just see it in the background. It's kind of hard to, to make it out. But uh, So this guy's getting attacked, and you don't know what it is. If it's, you know, it looked to me like he's getting shot with an arrow or something. You know, yeah. you just don't see how he's dying. But he's like, oh, do you hear a sound effect? And he kind of falls over as they're meditating. And they're hearing this stuff and just making funny little comments like, oh, just listen to the nature. And then it's yeah. like this guy getting killed and random noises in there and so you know he's he's had enough with that crap and he ends up jumping into the lake and uh they end up going back to the cabin and here is where we see basically a tribble yeah <laughs> i'm i'm like when you read uh the show shares ralph tribble and we always or at least we used to comment on the trouble with tribbles episode of star trek but this looks like basically a giant tribble it's yeah. just this ball they call it a, they call it a poof yeah, which, a poof, uh, th- <laughs> which probably prevents this movie from being distributed in the United Kingdom. Oh. Like, I, I, I like the fact that they name it a poof, P-O-U-F-F-E. They name it this thing, and there's no comments on it. It never changes. It's never really referred to why they named it that way. I just poofy. love that they're like, <laughs> right, right, right. But I just love that they call it a poof, and then the whole yeah. movie, it's like, oh, it's a poof. Oh, it's a, you know, it's yeah. I, those type of things in these these indie films, like that's my type of humor. Just yeah. the little offhanded comments that become a thing and never get focused on or explained. But I, it just was funny. So they call it like uh, an ottoman at one point. Like they're like, like just they, the way they yeah, describe they, they, this the thing. first time they see one, they they just it's in the cabin and they just think it's part of the weird decor yeah. of this place. Yeah, and then they're they like, realize was, was that poof here earlier? Yeah. I don't know, but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then they realize that, like, when they come back, it's in a different spot or it's gone. And they're yeah. just like, well, it, the 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 funny thing is that the viewer realizes it first, and the camera pans onto it when he goes outside. So they get into an argument. They're in the shower, and he's like, you know, just little 
again, believable couple things. Like she's pouring soaps into containers and then he's in the shower trying to figure out which is which and and, and yeah. he's like, They're not she's, labeled. She's labeled none of them and but yeah. she knows like what well, green is this They're and co- red is this and he's just like I like I'm a guy. I use one thing on my hair. I don't right. know. Right. And which is funny is also the miscommunications in relationships. Like to her, she's like, Well yeah, the green one's body wash, the yellow one's shampoo, whatever. And you just you just in your brain, you think, well, I know this. You know, it's nothing malicious, yeah. but in relationships, you kind of assume things or you think one way and you forget or don't realize that the other person can't read your mind or they won't just know this other thing. Yeah. And so he gets frustrated and then they get into a, an argument and she ends up basically calling him out. I mean, she's like, what are we doing with our lives? And by the time my mother was this age, she's had three children and like, what do you have? What are you doing? And she really, I mean, she's not trying to, but it comes off as like very mean, right? She's not, I don't think she was maliciously trying to attack him. I think she's just kind of having an existential crisis and she's just, and she's questioning the choices that they've made, but that also comes across as she's questioning the choices that he's made. Exactly. Like she's scared. She's worried for them herself and them. And so it, comes off as very mean but it's like a very realistic concern and he's like i've got crypto i've got 36 whatever and then she's like cryptos doesn't count and what are you what are you doing and so he gets you know he gets angry after they have these this heated argument and he basically tries to prove to her and himself that like he can do things and so this is when he goes outside and the camera pans you know he doesn't notice it but the poof was sitting there and when he walks by it's gone and uh, he goes outside and there's this very funny moment where she's like near a window and she's looking at what he's doing and he's like going to chop the wood but he's barely yeah. gotten through the wood and then he's like hitting the axe and the wood onto the stump to yeah, try like, to break. if you've never chopped wood and you've only seen people <laughs> chop wood in tv shows like you think you just swing an axe and it just goes through the wood and it's like that if if you're chris evans it works but yeah for the rest of us that's i was gonna say especially if you've if you've never done it before because you've got to hit it you not only do you have to be strong you have to hit it the exact right spot and like this guy ain't gonna do that no it's like <laughs> people probably remember that it was like think half an avengers movie uh, yeah when they were at hawkeye's cabin where was yes. Hawkeye? always oh, chopping wood at his cabin but yeah so it's just comical because this guy as tom said he doesn't have skills and he says it like when they talk yeah. later he's like i'm not i don't have these skills i can't do plumbing and manly this that and the other like i don't know what to do or offer but uh anyway while he's outside she decides to cheat on their little agreement and she goes to check her phone because this you know the phones are off they're both turned off but of course they brought them which is like the ultimate uh temptation i mean of course they're getting who it would be hard this day and age i mean they're being pretty good but after a day or almost a full day like you know let's check it and so she turns it on she's getting all these alerts and i thought the mother was really funny the way that she was written so her mother is like kind of the typical nagging mother but she's also like they keep like like she's saying things that sound crazy and the daughter's like i thought it was just she was talking a bunch of fox news nonsense yeah because she's like <laughs> she's like oh the a- aliens are attacking yeah. and she doesn't say it quite that way but like there's giant rats but they're not really rats and they're killing yes. us all and and she's like they're talking about it on fox and friends and she's like oh yeah. well then that must be bull <laughs> yeah i so i liked that through line i thought it was very funny because of course you know there have been some pretty crazy stories that have come out of uh those right-wing outlets and the alex jones and some of the fox yeah. news stuff and so i thought it was funny that that was that through joke that the mother starts off talking about rats in new york like have you seen these rats they're not really rats and uh and yeah so she she ends up uh admitting that she listened to the phone call and uh and says that these things are attacking and they they basically eventually figure out that it's the poof like they they narrow it down like oh it must be this thing and uh they notice that uh their alcohol oh first his uh bread making yeast or whatever is is uh drained and so then the alcohol is gone and she remembers that her mother on one of her messages said that they're eating ethanol uh, yeah so, they're like ethanol yeah so that's an ingredient in in both of those things and which also ends up coming into play that they can't drive their car because it has it takes that ethanol uh, mixture of gasoline uh i mean right it's not like it runs on full ethanol it's like a mixture right it's like yeah, less I'm, gas I'm, again because that's more of a manly thing how cars work <laughs> i can't help you too much but i think like, e85 I don't think, or whatever right yeah like, like i thought that's an e85 thing that it has ethanol that 
that the other ones like like a like a regular car, a traditional car, the gasoline. I didn't think it had ethanol in it, but I'm honestly not sure. I think they use a certain percentage. I mean, I know this isn't really super relevant to the discussion yeah. other than if we want to figure out what this thing's eating but what gas pumps used to have an e85 thing right. and i think i think they they're realized still it's still out there is, yeah. okay but it's very yeah. rare but like they did it and then i think they realized that most cars didn't take it and especially with electric cars like that never really caught on they kind of went from if you're going to be efficient like let's go to okay here we elect- go most of the gasoline sold in the united states contains some af- ethanol yeah. e15 gasoline is with 15% ethanol content. E85 is fuel that contains 85%, but uh, the ethanol content... Oh, it's 85. Con- yeah, okay. and yeah. the ethanol content of most of the motor gasoline sold in the United States does not exceed 10% by volume, but it does have it in there. Okay, so. yeah, because when you go to the gas pump, I mean, I don't know if you pump gas, Tom, if that falls into the... Well, it's, uh, I don't live in New Jersey. Like, I... Like, I have to pump gas here. They don't have full service. (laughs) You know, in New Jersey, it's against the law to pump your own gas. They still have that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I mean, hey, that's jobs, right? I mean, yeah. But, like, so, but I I do know the E85, like, like, it's a little cheaper. But from what I understand, it's a little cheaper, but you get less miles per gallon. So it's kind of a wash. And then it's largely subsidized by the federal government because corn because of the corn subsidies and so like they're basically paying corn guys to make all this Mm. extra corn so they can turn it into ethanol and but there aren't too many cars that have e85 that are e85 capable and so it can be difficult to find an e85 station like you know you normally got to get more in the outskirts of an area to find an e85 Right, station. exactly. And so I remember when that was a big thing, but I think they kind of ditched it for the electric stuff. And, you know, that's yeah, obvious. I think you know, as electric cars and the hybrid cars reach more critical mass, I think the ethanol, the E85 stuff just kind of seemed pointless, you know? Yeah. So, but I guess because they're like, you know, kind of hippie ish and new age and whatever, that they have an E85 car, which I don't know on, that they do. I think really? just because this, I mean, just what we read says even regular gas is 10, you know, it has about 10% ethanol in it. Especially because, like, later when they find a car that works, we'll get to it, when that lady wants the car, she's yeah. like, it's diesel, right? And so, oh. so like, I don't think she'd... Because, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't assume a car was E85, right? Like, I, like if... Like, they wouldn't affect 95% of the automobiles in America if... If it had That's to be eighty five, okay. So, so they just want that ingredient. They in just there. they okay. just want ethanol, and so that, that this is my interpretation yeah. of that, and that's why when they find this old car, it's a diesel car, and that's why it still had gas in it because diesel presu- gotcha. presumably oh. does not have ethanol in it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So so they figure it out, and so these things eat ethanol. So anything with that, uh, the, you know, is a, a goner, which is basically all the vehicles except for the one that they find later. But they turn on. They they decide that they're going to go turn on their phones. They grab like. I don't know, fireplace pokers or whatever. You know, they're grabbing all these random things to try to attack this poof that they have no idea what it does, but they know that it's this crazy alien thing that they're getting these messages about. And I like that they, they when they turn on the phone, they get these calls from people and they're like, like they're from the mother and then they're from some of their friends and they're like, these things are attacking. Like we're all going to go meet up at the stadium. And then the next message is, Oh nope, the stadium's gone. Yeah. The stadium's <laughs> like, collapsed. Don't. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. It's so, it's so funny. And it totally works with the constraints of this budget. Like you said, yeah, they're talking about all this crazy world ending destruction going on. And you see none a, of it, but they're at a remote cabin, just hearing about it on voicemails, which I find is so funny. And, and what, it, the <laughs> thing that I've never really understood from a plot standpoint, which I thought was like, something that should have been explored or explained mm. which is their goal is to leave this cabin and i'm like why like why would you leave this cabin like when you hear what's going on everywhere else you would think like, you're probably positioned about as good as you could be because you're away from where all the the mayhem is occurring i think it's just because the poofs there and it keeps yeah. showing up and i but think they want clearly to get away there's from it. more poofs if you sure. go to a city 
<laughs> right. I know, but it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I see that, but I think they're like, let's get away from it. And hopefully, I mean, they don't think it could be in, in a car with them or whatever. Right. So they're just trying to like get away. Uh, but anyway, there's, so there's a lot of funny moments like that. And then another one is their friends are like, yeah, we're going out on the water to, to ride this out until it's over. So if you're at the dock within the hour, we'll pick you up. And he's like, when was that message? And she's like five o'clock yesterday or whatever. So they're screwed. They're on their yeah. own. Uh, people well, and then getting- he's mad at her because she sat on her phone messages and didn't yeah. tell him for like a day. So if she right. had told him, they might have been able to get there. But yeah. now they've missed their window. So they end up uh, cornering one of these things. And I can't remember if it's before or after, but you end up seeing Rafe at night, either right before this or after this, and they don't see him. But again, it's one of those things happening in the periphery, and he's like, you know, limping outside the window and then falls over and collapses. He's clearly been killed by one of these things. Uh, in his message, he said, I'm on my way to the cabin to ride this thing out. I'll, sorry to crash, but I'll see you soon. Uh, so he's dead. Um, and they end up confronting one of these things and they try to corner it. And then this is where you see what it does. So it has this like long tongue. It's almost like a tongue that shoots, like yeah. a tongue slash tentacle. Yeah, that yeah, like, shoots out like for I mean, it can shoot out like 10 or 15 feet. It looks like. Yeah. And then and that's how it stuff. moves around. It like sticks to it like Spider-Man's web. And but then it can also like just like. Like shoot right through your head like an alien. Chest. Yeah. Alien mandible thing. Right. right. Like so. Uh, but I really I don't know. So they're very basic creatures. And Tom alluded right. to this at the beginning. They look like a triple from Star Trek. They're just this big fuzzy round poof ball i mean that's that's the only way to describe it uh but they make weird little critter sound effects they just shoot out a tongue and they move you know in a very like basic way they pull themselves around so there's not much to them but i liked it there was something endearing about you know like just how simplistic it was yeah, they, didn't over, they didn't overthink it because you, you're yes. not really coming to the movie for the aliens no yeah. exactly and so i i really liked how simple it was and you get the the gist of it that these things have landed on earth they're attacking they're you know the the height of the craziness going on i mean or one of the huge things is that stadium collapsed so you know that this little poof ball is dangerous enough to attack and collapse an entire stadium so they mean business uh and we see what they can do so right you've seen we've seen them kind of kill a couple people not really up close but then in a second when they get out of the cabin we're about to see uh what they can do but anyway i really liked how simplistic it was and so while it doesn't really look threatening sometimes those are kind of cool like the the deceiving monsters the ones that don't look scary but when you see what it can do it's like oh crap that little thing can kill you in an instant yeah um so they're like you know they try to figure out how they can get out they try to make a go bag and all they have is perishable food and so they're you know they're trying to live fresh they have like chicken cutlets and it's all stuff they bought at the farmer's market yeah yeah the locally sourced farmer's market i'm sure yes so they're like you know oh we should have brought some cans and stuff but anyway so they try to time it and they figure out they can get out in like 26 seconds so they're doing this this whole thing and they're ready to get out of there so uh they they you know we've realized the car is not viable but they go out to a shed uh i think it's they see they see one of the poofs and they have to run to the shed i think is what happens because you see that long that wide shot of them like running to it yeah, and they well they get the gun, right? Oh, they they, the gun at that's this point? well, yeah, but that's they and then they lose it. Like that's just a funny little moment where like yeah. R- Rafe calls them and says like my grandpa. That I mean, this is a very funny moment, not really yeah. plot heavy, but uh, he says my grandpa's guns in the basement and it's locked in a chest, and so he says it's the same something something penicillin seventy, and so they're like, what year was penicillin in yeah. use? Nineteen no seventeen seventy, and they're trying to guess it. And they're talking and he's like, I can't concentrate. I can't talk while I'm trying to figure this out. And they give up on it. And then later she walks over to the chest and realizes that the hinges are broken off. Yeah. So they could have flipped <laughs> it open from the back the entire, you know, little things like that yeah. again that are just, I just quirky, funny little moments. Uh, but he, so he's like, I'm going to, you know, see how this thing shoots, you know, and get accustomed to it or whatever. And so he goes to the window and then he takes his shirt off and ties his shirt around his ears to protect yeah. them. He's like, you should do it too. And so she just covers her ears. And this thing, this rifle, like the blowback of it shatters the windows. It scares them, you know, and then they're like, and they just cut to like them holding each other. And they're like, yeah, I'm glad we put that gun away. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, you know, think of some statistic like, yeah, I know that we're 11 times more likely to injure each other than an outside invader, you know, just like really goofy statistics that they have offhand. So they're like, yeah, we're, we're not using the gun. Um, but they, they end up finding this like a Land Rover, uh, this old Land Rover with a huge steering wheel in the in the barn. And maybe they find it earlier. But either way, like they they see the poof and they run away and they they bolt it to the the barn and they he gets in the driver's seat and he's like oh crap it's a manual i don't know how to drive this yeah that, that just was funny <laughs> <laughs> they neither of them know how to drive a no. stick and the funny thing again is, i would totally be like well we're stuck here i don't i don't know how to drive a stick <laughs> and then she's i i love this though this guy you know and again they're both very likable characters and i like this guy I can relate to him this isn't anything where i'm like oh this guy's a loser and can't do stuff like yeah. again very relatable likable characters but uh he's like i don't know how to drive this can you drive it and she's like no i only i mean a boyfriend in high school one time had me teach it and he just instantly opens the door and gets to the other (laughs) side like he doesn't even wait he's like oh that's more than i can do yeah you're closer than i am so she climbs over and you know and she's like trying to to reverse it out and she's stalling it and you know someone that doesn't know how to drive a manual that's how they would they would keep yeah, stalling it yeah. and all that. Uh, so anyway, they get out of the vehicle and uh, they end up like very slowly driving it because she has no <laughs> idea. And he's like, I, I, even I think this is the part where you need to shift. <laughs> so yeah. she's, she's like in first gear, just like jerking it a lot. Well, that sounds kind of dirty. She's in first gear. And it's <laughs> well, just... her first boyfriend did teach her. <laughs> Touche. So, uh, so they end up leaving the cabin. Uh, oh, the, the cabin is getting swamped with these things at this point. So she, He's like, he's like, you just go grab the bags, forget the perishables, but grab the other bags of the stuff that we can take with us that are right by the door. She goes to get them, and then he's like, wait, and he's like, poofs on the roof, and <laughs> just little things like that, funny line readings, you know. And and she looks up, and they're like all over the roof. There's three or four up there. There's poofs in the yard walking around, uh, and so they're you know they're like we're screwed and that's definitely why they want to leave the cabin now because they right. swamped swamped the whole thing and so they take off and then on the road they see a truck coming towards them and they're like what is that and then the truck stops in front of them and you see this little white poof walk up to it one that we haven't seen before and these people get out of the car and uh the woman that is driving i think that got out she starts shooting at it doesn't hit it and then this thing kills her you don't really see it it's like from behind and then the guy gets out of the passenger seat and comes around the front of the car and this is where you really see like this thing the tongue shoots out at his head and blood splatters all over the truck yeah so it's, it's like, like yeah it's almost like just getting shot in the head yeah i mean just, earlier i thought that's what was happening was somebody got shot yeah, yeah, exactly. So, because like when Rafe collapsed, he had blood on his head, and, and yeah. so these things have like this high impact pro- projectile tongue that will act like a bullet, as Tom said, and it boom, there this blood everywhere. So you've never really seen anything too violent so far in this movie, and so I think when you're at this point, like halfway through, and they punch it up like that, that's another thing I like where it kind of catches you off guard, like oh wow, we're actually going to see this thing killing. I thought it was going to yeah. be in the background noise. Um, so they're dead. The, these two are dead. Uh, the poof, I think we see it or it's inferred that it has taken this truck's gasoline because otherwise they would just get in the truck. Right. Um, so they start driving off on their way and they hear a baby cry. And this is another really fun interaction. Which I mean, it was like, I, this is a great scene, but I'm also like, could you really hear the baby cry from like 20 feet away in another car with the windows rolled up? Like I, but I mean, I could, yeah, I mean, well, I have a baby and they are very loud. I will say (laughs) they are kind of loud, but, but, uh, but I I do like this scene when they're like trying to figure out like well do we go get the and, baby and in logic they're trying to rationalize well he's trying to logic his way out of it and so like she is driving and of course she hears the baby and stops and she's like there's a baby in the car what do we do and the poof's out there still of course and he's like well maybe we didn't hear it and we just keep driving and then you hear it cry again and she's like oh. <laughs> damn it and you know like they've, <laughs> they've got to go i mean there's no i don't think they ever really would have left but he's trying no, his they, best to they were know. trying to come up with a but they 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 both knew that like their heart wasn't in it trying to talk themselves out of going back to get this baby yeah there's no way so anyway they they end up going to get the baby and uh they get the baby out and then is this this isn't where he gets attacked is it later or is it... no it's later because like this is where the they 
they oh they get carjacked they hop in that car and then the lady is in the bed there's another lady in the bed of the truck and she she pops up and and steals their truck yeah like she was hiding in these people's truck and i don't think they even knew and then as soon as she realizes they've got the the diesel yeah she takes their truck at gunpoint and then when she drives off (laughs) i like it that he's like I, I knew I should have I knew we should have grabbed the gun and then she's like no if we grabbed the gun we would have been shot and then the car yeah, she would have taken our gun and killed us yeah like, so. who are we kidding <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah so now they're so on their they're own they're stranded with a baby yeah they've got a yeah. baby and he looks in the truck and he finds one of those uh what do you call those baby carrier things you know um and so he's like score and so they're walking through the woods he's got the baby on his chest and then they end up stopping i guess they're just stopping to relax or whatever and uh they put the baby down and uh they end up oh they've got the hiking bag and they're gonna oh change the baby so the baby has gone to the bathroom in the diaper and so it needs a change and when they're looking through the bag they find the birth certificate for the baby yeah. and they find out that the baby's jack so same name as his and they're all like oh there's it's two jacks fate. yeah exactly so you know another one of those things where like yeah they're gonna they're gonna keep this baby i mean what other choice do they have but they right you they're gonna just chuck the baby to the side <laughs> right. like yeah like so the- it gives them that extra attachment to feel a little more close to the baby uh but at this point um i was a little bit confused and um, it was nice one nice thing about vod is that you can rewind it right so like if you're in the theater you might miss stuff and it's just like oh well i don't know well ask about it but I was able to rewind a couple times in this movie to look at like the things happening in the background and, yeah. and those sort of little things, but they just seem to start like tripping. I, w- I mean, was there ever an explanation? Did I miss it? They were almost like hallucinating, tripping on. Yeah. So the the poof, um, they the poof poofed them when they were in the car. Oh, so that caused the and I think trip. yeah, I okay. think it was like some sort of like you know like gas that caused hallucinations. Okay, that's right because but I. I, I yeah. It was difficult to process because I will say that there was like a fairly decent sized gap between right. when they got poofed and when they started to feel the effects. Although it does it, realistically, it would take a, a little bit for the, the effects to start. But um, one would think like just based on other drugs sure. that you get hit with, not counting like a pepper gas that just right, instantly right. hurts, you know? Yeah, okay, but, so um, that's probably why, because they yeah. in the car, because they're like, what, do you smell that? Oh, we got poofed or whatever, and then yeah. and then that's back in the car, and at this point they're walking, they're going through the woods, and so I, that's right, I just didn't connect it at the time. And and then in the, when he finds the stuff in the truck, they also had epinephrine pins. Yeah. And so, like, as she's about to pass out, she gets them, hits them both with the epinephrine, which... I guess negates the effects. I really liked when they were tripping and starting to like they're kind of like talking nonsense, mumbling and trying to connect with nature and then the baby ends up crawling away while this is yeah, happening. Yeah, they lose the baby. They lose the baby. But they're but he he has a bottle for the baby. Like it's another one of those really random funny moments where he has this bottle and then all of a sudden he has a huge bottle that he's holding and they cut back to him and he has like 10 mini bottles that fall out of his hands. Like, did you yeah. catch all those little funny, like, yeah, totally. it was just random. So it shows you that they're totally whacked out on whatever this stuff is. So she saves them with the epinephrine pens and they both pass out and then they wake up, come to, they realize, wait, the baby's gone. And then this is where they run into the poof, that white poof again that finds them. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he ends up jumping in front of her to save her and it attaches to the baby carrier. And so at first you don't know really what's going on, but, but it looks like, okay, maybe it just got caught up in the baby carrier. And then while it's attacking him, she ends up taking a knife and hacking the thing, the, yeah. the tongue. And so when she hacks the tongue, you know, the, one of the pieces is like still attached to him. And then the other part kind of we rolls back into the poof and then the thing deflates. And so we find out that these things, the way to kill them is if you sever that tongue, I guess they use it to breathe or whatever, and then they're done for. Um, so we see this thing just like, 
flattened on on the ground um and then you know they have this nice moment where she's like oh you saved me you jumped in front of it and he's like yeah it's nothing and then he viciously murdered it on my behalf yeah 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 yeah. but what i thought was a nice moment it wasn't the baby carrier that saved i know right and the the funny thing is is that it was the phone it was the phone it hit the phone and it couldn't (laughs) go through the phone and so this is kind of uh it almost feels like a nod to old westerns. It was kind of a, a thing you'd see sometimes where it was like they'd give the hero a Bible and then they'd get sure. shot later in the film. And it was like the Bible was in their shirt pocket, sure. like a, like a smaller Bible. And it like and then it was that caught the. Oh, yeah. You know, that's such a I mean, that's stop the Bible. Yeah. Obviously, that is a trope that you see over yeah. and over and over again where the person pulls out the thing with a bullet stuck in it. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, so that was kind of a nice moment where. What I like about this movie is that clearly I think that the movie and all of us can agree that technology is is for society. Technology is great. And it also for social purposes is very bad as far as communicating how we interact with one another, the time that we spend together. There's that whole documentary on Netflix, the social dilemma that goes into just how bad it is. And so we all use it and that's how you find the show, how we communicate. Social media can be great, but it's also taking over our lives. And so I think we can agree that there is a point where it's too much. And this film is obviously doing a commentary on that. But then I also like that in the end, the phone saved them. And so I think that also we're all the way that I read it is that, yeah, you know, maybe we need to cut back on it, but we're never going to get rid of technology. There's no going back. So we need to find a way to live with it and manage it. And technology can be good. It can save you, right? Like it saved him from the poo. Right. So technology is good, but you have to yield, wield it carefully. Right. right? And so I, I like that, that the film never feels preachy. I mean, these are two 30 somethings that are like way into technology and, and, it's very relatable in the way that yes we do need to disconnect but the film is never just straight up like you know it's never yelling at you technology bad you need to all go camp in the woods and hunt and be self-sustaining like it's never that type of film so don't feel like it's preachy uh it's just no not at all it's It's just it yeah (laughs) yeah it's about striking having some moderation yeah exactly so uh they end up getting the baby back they just find him right he's just He's sitting, yeah, I, think, I, I don't think they do anything sp- spectacular. Like he just kind of like sitting under a tree or wanders something. back. Yeah, they yeah. just kind of come across him and they're like, um, oh, "Here's the baby." Um, oh, and I did forget that while they were tripping, like they kind of got married by a tree. <laughs> like oh, right. he's he's like this is the reverend mr tree or whatever and so they like have this fake wedding ceremony or whatever uh which is like a nice moment and they're kind of regained their whatever spark they needed and, and yeah and, and all that so um they turn on their phones now after the phone saves them they start looking at their phones and they're getting all these notifications but now of course they're distracted because they're back in the being mesmerized by phones and then this this force field starts enveloping them and they're not even noticing it until it's too late and all of a sudden they're like we're in a poof force field or whatever yeah. it's just they're like i don't know and then they start levitating like they're really zoomed in and all of a sudden you see the background around them we see it like them going up in the air and they get higher and higher and higher <laughs> and they're just like uh are we saved or are we like we don't know, right? And yeah, and they go all the way up into outer space, and this thing has oxygen for them, so it's not like they're dying. But they and the baby are are off in outer space, and it zooms out, and you see like hundreds or thousands of these poof force fields all yeah. taking them to a central location. So, I mean, it's left open. Like we don't know. Are, are these poofs like? Yes, we saw them killing people, but I don't know. That poof in the cabin never killed them. And so I don't know if you're to read into, like, the poofs only kill people that try to attack them, and it's a defense type thing. Like, those people shot at them. Rafe maybe attacked them. He seemed a little bit more, like, mountain manish, like he might try to defend himself. These two are harmless, right? They don't have these skills. They never tried to really you know kill the poof until they were like the very end when they escaped from the cabin so you know i don't know how did you read that do you think the poofs i wasn't sure what to make of it like this was really my only complaint about the movie is just that it it kind of like doesn't really resolve it just sort of stops right it's one yeah it's one of those that just cuts off i mean you see them getting beamed up there's no resolution you have to make whatever you you know for the characters yeah and i i I think you could go a whole you could you could 
have a whole host of interpretations because my first thought was like now that they have this baby are they like are they pulling up families mm. you know what i mean and they wanted the you know either you know study them or repopulate they want you know yeah familial units I, you know like i mean at this point like we're just writing their screenplay for them like sure. i don't think they i don't think they know but i mean like, if I, they if they wanted to kill them they'd be dead right they wouldn't they wouldn't take them up to their planet to just to kill them there so i'm thinking i i i took it as like they're they're killing some and keeping some and i don't know if there's like a whole lot of rhyme or reason even to it cuz you never see anybody else's pod not enough to know no. if they're in it i just you know? the only thing that i took unless they just had a good poof at the cabin that poof had tons of opportunities to kill them right tons of opportunities sure and we saw yeah. poofs killing the random fisherman guy or whatever he was and then we saw them kill Rafe we saw them kill the people that shot at them so we don't know about the first two but the couple that shot at them clearly was dangerous uh, but that poof the the you know the original one in the cabin they walked yeah. past it a ton of times they were right next to it it didn't even run away until they started kind of yelling and getting scared until they figured out what it was yeah, yeah so I'm thinking that this thing when it kills is doing it defensively and yeah. then it is taking people up for whatever reason we don't know so you know i don't i don't know what would happen uh and none of us do but i don't think the poofs are just killers i think that uh i think that it knew that those two were good uh and and but not at this point though they did kill one it didn't take them until after they killed one yeah but i don't think they knew you know because that one was just out in the middle of the woods i think yeah. if they had known they killed a poof they probably wouldn't have decided to take them yeah would be my guess but yeah i mean that's how it ends um I really liked it. Uh, the ending was the only thing for me. Like, I'm not one of those people that likes the, the, you know, the total, you know, leave it up to your inter- interpretations type yeah. ending. Um, those do kind of bother me when they just cut off. I'm not saying like if there's a movie like uh, Inception or one of those that has a lot of thought behind it. Sometimes it can be kind of fun to theorize and discuss sure. and all that. But there's a lot building up and a lot of clues you can find. This one doesn't really have a ton of clues, so when they just cut it off like that, it's not as fun to theorize. If that makes sense, yeah, so, totally. That's why I was like, at that point, I'm I'm just I'm writing their screenplay. Yeah, for them. like so, I don't like I don't feel like there's enough here. <clears throat> I don't feel like there's enough here to really suss out any real theory. I think if all of a sudden this movie made a hundred million dollars and they were like, let's make a second one, they'd sit down and they, and then they'd ask themselves the questions. What are these poofs doing? (laughs) What, what is their goal? Are they evil? Are they just misguided? Are they, you know, like, you know, like I, I don't think they know because honestly that's in their defense. That's also, that's not really the story that they're trying to tell. No, it's really more about this couple and how they interact with technology and modern society. But but um, but at the same time, when you end your movie on that note, you're going to leave people asking these questions. Exactly. So that's that's that was my only complaint. If you know, if you can call it a complaint, because it's a pretty quick like it's like a hour, 30 minute movie, it's like, 30, like 90 minutes. It's, yeah, totally. it's very fun. It's 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 endearing. The characters are likable. It's quirky. It's funny. I, I really enjoyed the ride the whole way. So if you're going to call it a complaint, that was my only issue was the ending was it kept me asking questions that I don't think we could possibly get the answers to. But in the end, it didn't really matter because they went on this journey. I think it said what it wanted to say. And I thought it was really fun. I I'm, I really liked it. I, these movies that are original and don't go down the tropes. I mean, we've said it before and we'll keep saying it, but with all the remakes and reboots and they keep going to the well and we we see a lot of movies. And so when you watch a lot of them, it happens where you're like, I've seen this, been there, I, or, you know, I've seen something like this. And I don't know. I mean, this one seemed pretty original. I mean, yeah, we've seen monster movies and we've seen alien movies, but we've never really seen them like this where, you know, I think because it's such a modern premise with technology that 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 was really the crux of the movie was about the personal the intimate relationship and how they deal with technology and then yeah the monsters were there but that was just you know a reason to get them to move around and run away right. in, in some funny moments yeah. so uh it was a it was a sweet cute little movie yeah like i enjoyed it overall i just like i i wish it would have stuck the landing a little better yeah it would have been easier to, to rave about it if if it had done that i honestly like looked it up because i was like is this a setup for a tv show like <laughs> is this like is is there like a you know like is this like a, a backdoor pilot and there's going to be a tv show that then go goes on with what happens yeah. once they've been sucked up to space 
and it does not appear to be the case. That was, um, yeah, yeah, but it's available on VOD, and you can uh, uh, you can rent it for like six bucks. Yeah, it's, I like that. You know, I like mean, it's, this is with being on the indie side. It's not a lot of those movies that are like the big ones that are uh, theater at home are twenty dollars, and they're right. twenty dollar rentals. This one's a six dollar rental and a fifteen to own. Uh, I'm yeah. sure in the next few weeks it will go on sale for ten to own or whatnot. You know, it's this Probably, is one of those yeah. movies that will uh, be reasonably priced. Uh, but if you want to check it out, six bucks. It's real a real easy fun watch. Um, you know what this kind of reminded me of when I think about it is: Did you ever see Safety Not Guaranteed? I d- it did, and I it, thought the same thing. It reminded me of that. It also reminded me of a movie uh, from about 20 years ago with uh, Marissa Tomei hmm. and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I talk about it every once in a while hmm. called Happy Accidents. Yeah, and, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I remember. Oh, you, you should it. see it. It's uh, He's a guy who claims to be from the future. Hmm. He might or might not be from the future. Okay. It's, so it's a time travel movie, but like this, it's a very low-budget time travel movie. It's a little bit better because Marissa Tomei and Vincent D'Onofrio were something of mm. names you know like sure. so they weren't completely inexpensive but um but uh and it's basically like these two are falling in love and she's trying to figure out like is this dude crazy oh, or is he right right and, and uh it's it's a really good movie it, okay. it's it yeah i i it was just on ifc one day and i was just like well that's an interesting premise and i like totally got sucked in and it's <laughs> it's totally it's absolutely worth watching awesome yeah and, and if you haven't seen safety not guaranteed uh that was the first time that i saw uh what's her face uh i, I want to call aubrey her plaza aubrey plaza yeah i want to yeah. i wanted to call her uh avril ludgate or whatever from parks oh. and rec <laughs> just yeah uh but yeah aubrey plaza that was the first time i ever saw her it's her and mark duplass and mark duplass plays what like a time he says he's a time traveler or right. he can time you know and she's trying to figure out is this guy crazy and so but it's it's another one of those quirky little indie movies that is very well written those two are really funny so even though the premise is not the same with this is technology and that one is time travel it's in the same budgetary and right. uh, indie writing and in you know indie film type of uh, movie making yeah. so that was directed by Colin Trevorrow who directed Jurassic World so that was you know when the big studios kind of following the marvel method were pulling up the indie superstars to yeah. come make the big movies so you know that movie they were money balling it ex- they, they were like we've got the ip that'll do the heavy lifting we'll money ball it on the director and somebody would like you know that's got some vision and, and they won't take 10 percent of the the back end, right right totally yeah <laughs> i mean that's and what it, the it, protections for is the hitchcock thing we talked about last week yeah yeah, totally, you get a great yeah, director like Hitchcock, and he, you know, he says, "Well, you know, you can pay me this up front, or if you don't think this movie will do well, just give me ten percent if you're not that worried about it." And then he yeah. makes a hundred million dollars in modern money. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so you hire so, Colin Trevorrow, and, and yeah, he wants to make a Jurassic World movie. All he's done is this little indie darling right. movie. Like hell, hell yeah, he'll do it for free. It doesn't matter. Like he's going to be a huge director after this. Okay, and then the movie makes a yeah. billion dollars, and it's like, oh. <laughs> but okay. he still made a ton of money oh, doing it. You yeah, know, I mean? like I'm sure he, didn't, he did. They didn't. It's not like they paid him forty grand to make the movie. Like I'm sure he still made, you know, in the six figures. To no, make the I'm, movie. I'm sure and he made now, a decent upfront. Yeah, but it's just, but now, he's not demanding a piece of it, though. Right. It's <laughs> not like if they brought in Spielberg to direct yeah. a Jurassic Park movie, he's going to be like, "Well, I'm Spielberg, and you're that's a different, yeah, yeah, absolutely, exactly." But uh, and but you see, and, and I kind of like that Hollywood's been doing that, pulling mm-hmm. up the. They've been, you know, the, I always say they were money balling it, and and it, it, it honestly it seems like it works more often than it doesn't, unless you hire Josh Trank. And, oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, but honestly, like more often than not, like it has it has panned out. You know? you know, because here's the thing: you've got a lot of fresh, hungry filmmakers out there, yeah. that have grown up watching movies. I mean, like we do. I mean, we're not out there, you know, trying to direct big Hollywood movies or anything, but these people love movies like we do. They've studied them. They've watched and talked about them extensively, and they have the ambition and drive to be filmmakers, and so they're going to use all these uh, examples and all the things they've learned from these master filmmakers, but then they're also younger, and they have a fresh eye, and they know how to use technology, and so you're going to get the innovation, but also, uh, you know, the really good ones that have studied expert filmmakers are going to bring all that great artistic stuff, like Ryan Johnson's another one. I know that he's been around but you know when you see Ryan Johnson make a movie like Star Wars he's putting in references to old movies and camera right. shots and things so you get but these... he also has a deep and abiding passion for the source yeah, material yeah 
you're going to get so, these directors yeah. that are they have this artistic vision and they're going to want to make these great you know artistic movies but they also can do it efficiently they are not scared of technology which yeah. there's a few out there obviously james cameron and, and others that are like not scared of it but you know some of the older guys they're like i'm only gonna film on film that's expensive right. and i'm only gonna do this that and the you know i mean when you get scorsese and he says yeah i mean i'll do it but it's yeah. 200 million <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not affordable especially in this day I, I don't know that scorsese thing if it's not with streaming like apple got that one i guess and then yeah. netflix has some big ones but if it's not for streaming who seems to have these unlimited coffers um studios i just don't think are going to be making you know non-marvel non-superhero big budget movies it's going to be you know these indie ones and it's going to be mid-tier and yeah yeah it's a it it's a it's a weird time yeah. In a lot of ways. So, yeah. But, uh, well, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Uh, I guess there's no need to go around the table. <laughs> Kevin, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Also, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out. So that's it for this one. Uh, no idea what we're doing next week, but we'll figure something out. And uh, Joe's child should be over her candy poisoning by then. Put that candy like, on the top yeah. shelf. <laughs> she OD'd on candy. She did not have poison candy. And honestly, he, he says that she doesn't think that he doesn't think that is what happened. But we like to tease him. Oh. So, uh, so anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Sam claims to be from twenty four seventy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.